Hey guys, Will and I at Southern Comfort would like to send our thoughts and prayers to the family, friends, former teammates, and all those who have been affected by the loss of former Chattanooga Mock, Eric Robertson. Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort, a SOCOM podcast where we talk all things Southern Conference sports. Cole Spivey here, as always, with Will Fleming. Will, you want to say what's up? What up? Um, this week, we have another guest with us. Uh, I'm going to use the word infamous because that was thrown at me earlier. Um, <laughs> you want to introduce our guest this week, Will? For sure, for sure. Uh, today, we have uh, Demi Burdick on the podcast, ETC Women's Basketball for uh, She's a six foot two forward from Marshall, Illinois, where she played her high school ball before she started her collegiate career at UT Martin. Uh, Demi made 99 appearances for the Skyhawks, including an impressive four OVC championship games. After concluding the 2021 season, Jimmy, uh, Demi rather, joined the first-year coach, Simon Harris, at ETSU, where she just completed her first season as a Buck. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Demi. Yeah, thank you for having me. For sure. Um, Cole, you want to lead it off? Yeah, um, really, you know, the first thing that sticks out to people there is from Illinois to Tennessee. Um, what is it like making that transition? I'm sure, like, you're, you're calling soda pop up there or something. Um, was there a culture shock for you? Um, yeah, it was a lot different than what I thought it would be. Um, the biggest difference was the Southern way of life is a lot slower than what I'm used to. Like just driving to Walmart, it takes probably 10 more minutes than it would back home. Um, that and people call shopping carts buggies and the y'all. And I learned very quickly that you say yes, sir. And no, sir, which we do not do back home. But I learned that very quickly from the, the coaches at UT Martin. So that's about all the differences I noticed, though. Uh, what was the recruiting process like, you know, going from Illinois to Martin? What brought you to Martin? What kind of sold everything for you? Um, Martin was a winning program um, previously. So coming in, I wanted to win. I came from a winning program in high school in AAU. And I actually was lucky enough. We all, my whole class committed really early. There were six of us. So I knew all of them before we all committed. And so when one committed, the other one was like, oh, I'm going to, and I'm going to, and it just ended up like that. And all six, is a, all six of us ended up staying for all four years. So that was really special because that doesn't usually happen anywhere, let alone UT Martin. Um, so. You mentioned, you know, coming to a place that was winning, you know, prior. Um, Y'all continued to win while you were there. You played in four conference tournament championship games. What is that like? What, does, what is that atmosphere like? Um, well, the conference tournament is always fun. It's like you get to see all your hard work come, come to it what you're working hard for, the, the climax. And so it was a lot of fun going there, but we were always so locked in. Um, we didn't celebrate a lot until we won, which unfortunately we always got to the championship and never <laughs> got the win all four years. So we didn't do a lot of celebrating ever. But um, no, we were just all locked in. It was good to see everything that we had worked so hard for pay off for the most part. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The, the atmosphere was great. Our fans traveled with us really well, so we had a lot of fans at the OVC tournament. Um, and yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like when I went, uh, obviously I have some connection to the to your recruiting class too, I guess, with Maddie. But hearing about like, I feel like the women's team at Martin kind of had more fans than the men's team, and I wish that more like they had a lot of people back in the program, a lot of people traveling with them. Um, kind of want to compare that. So when you you left Martin, you joined ETSU. Um, Kind of what was it like going from the winning program at Martin to ETSU right now? We've been kind of struggling. You know, historically, we're still a solid program, but kind of in the recent times, you've been kind of struggling a little bit. Kind of 
talk about that and talk about what kind of coach uh, Coach Simon Harris did to kind of like get you to buy in. Well, um, UTM was great. And after my four years, mm-hmm. I was really looking for something different. Um, so coming into it, I wanted a younger head coach and just someone who's a little closer to the game. Coach Miller was great, but I just wanted someone who's closer to the game. And after um, our first, my first conversa- conversation with Simon, it was just like I really felt that he was bought into what he was talking about. He wasn't letting the last like the past years kind of determine anything. Like he didn't really talk about the past. He talked about what he was planning on doing in the future. Yeah. Um, it just made it really easy to, to buy in. And Demaya Griffin transferred here with me from UT Martin. So we both yeah. played there for four years and transferred here together. And she was seeing the same things I was. So like, it was really just like a trust your gut thing. Um, and every coach that I talked to that knew si- Coach Simon was, they had nothing but good things to say about him. And he also came from winning programs. So it's just yes. like a lot of things were adding up to where we had a good possibility of being a really good team this year. And I think we did towards the end of the year. Um, I would love to roll that back a little bit. Um, you know, you mentioned playing in those four championship games and you said y'all didn't really celebrate that. Um, Cause you, you know, you had the expectation of winning. Um, was there any transition to that, you know, versus coming into ETSU and as you know, I've experienced playing or not playing, but you know, managing somewhere where, you know, maybe you don't win as much. So you celebrate the little, the little victories because you're not <laughs> expecting all the big ones. Um, was there any, you know, difference in that coming to ETSU and, you know, celebrate maybe beating a team that you don't normally beat? Yeah, actually it was a lot more positive here with the being able to celebrate a game. Like we win a game, we get to celebrate. We talk about the little things and just trusting the process and getting to see us trusting the process pay off. It's not going to pay off right away. Like we're a brand new team. Like we have half the girls from last year and then we had half the team's brand new. We had four freshmen coming in and then obviously all the COVID freshmen. So we're really young. So it was just really good. Like they're always encouraging positivity. They do get onto us. Don't get me wrong, but they encourage the positivity and we get to cheer and get excited when we win. And it just makes the overall experience much better. And I think that positivity is what allowed us to get through that 13 game losing streak and to ultimately finish our conference run but pretty well the tournament didn't go as we planned but the end of the conference season we finished really well so I think the positivity had a lot to do with that yeah I think I had y'all on upset alert for that that first tournament game because y'all beat Wofford like the week prior um and kind of talking about stuff off the court um two-time OVC medal of honor two-time commissioner's medal and that might even be more that's just kind of what I saw online um what are those and how did you earn those um, I'm not sure the actual credentials that you need for them, but I know they're both for um, your GPA that you carry throughout the year. Um, and then the commissioners is for two consecutive years. So you get that after you get keep a certain GPA for those times. Um, but yeah, school at UT Martin, I really enjoyed it. I loved all my professors. My classmates were great. My first degree is in special education and um, I did a minor in sociology and I really enjoyed both of those. So it made it a lot easier to, to do well in the classroom because I found something I enjoyed. And we also had um, like student athletes were allowed to tutor other student athletes. So I would be tutoring people who I know and I see every day and then they would get to help tutor me in classes that I was struggling in. So it just created a really good environment that we were all helping each other and um, just, yeah, helping each other study and do things like that and understand things that we otherwise wouldn't have understood. Uh, going to UTSU, you know, you're talking about how young y'all are. Um, no seniors on the team, right? 
Uh, we had a, like, a Maya and Jameer who still have eligibility left. So correct, correct. So yeah. you come from Martin, a winning program here, like we've talked about. Do you feel like you kind of bring a senior, like a senior leadership level to the team? Uh, kind of talk about what kind of that this year. You're playing with a bunch of 18 year olds, you know, and uh, kind of talk about how you gotta how you kind of gotta deal with that. It is weird coming in. Like I'm 23 now, um, and I'm <laughs> playing with girls who were in junior high when I graduated high school. So, so that's, that's really weird. But I think the biggest thing that I brought to the team was just being an ear because I had obviously a lot of experience at Martin. Um, some were, some were good, some were bad. And it really allowed me to kind of be able to be that listening ear for them and kind of try to give them advice and point them in the right direction. Um, I think that was, that was really my strength when it came to leadership. I'm not the best player on the court all the time. I'm definitely not the most athletic. So for me, just being that person they'd come to off the court for basketball, for school, for just needing to talk, that was that was my goal for this year. Yeah. And I think I did pretty well with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, real quick, though, kind of comparing and contrasting both coaches. Uh, the coach at Martin, after just hearing things about him, seems like quite the character. And then you go to Coach Harris, who seems super, super enthusiastic. Kind of talk about the differences between the two and then, I guess, any similarities they bring. Um, coach McMillan was – is a great coach he pulls out yeah. wins that people are like how do you do that <laughs> like years that are supposed to not be great years he somehow pulls out a winning season so um and that speaks highly of itself right there he does have a reputation for being a little crazy but he cares about all the players um just in his own way and I think that's kind of the thing with uh coach Harris is you can tell he cares about all of us um past the basketball court and it's just completely different ways of going about coaching and that's been really interesting for me to see um just because I've been interested in coaching so it's it's been nice to see coach Harris brings a lot of positivity and enthusiasm and he he lets us get hype he wants us to be hype he wants us to be loud whereas everything at UT Martin was very meticulous and yeah he wanted us to cheer each other on but it was just everything was boom 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 like almost had, like militaristic in a way Yes, exactly. And yeah. I mean, I think that also comes with that was the culture he had built. He's been there for 10 plus years and um, Coach Harris is still building his culture. So I think that we'll start to see maybe not um, militaristic, but we'll start to see um, the things that he values in his culture more coming in the next few years. And along with that enthusiasm and us being able to just get excited for each other. And I think that's really exciting. And I really for value sure. the enthusiasm that the coaches bring. I remember hearing stories about even when I was down at Martin when ETSU men's were playing and y'all were practicing that day. Uh, your coach at Martin was talking to you guys for probably like two and a half hours, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like an had, hour and a half to had, two hours. Yeah. Does that ever happen still with Coach Harris? You ever get these long talks where you're standing there and he just keeps talking and talking? No, no. He's very <laughs> to the point about what he's trying to say. I remember that day actually because we had shoot around and then or practice and then the boys etsu boys came in for shoot around and we were still there talking after their shoot around ended that's right so, that's right <laughs> that was that's that's funny i've actually i yeah. talked to somebody else about that the other day but I, now coach harris definitely gets to the point more about what he's trying to say which is nice <laughs> that's nice i remember bo hodge's face taught me he was like bro like you got to find out like what were they talking about for that i couldn't even tell you <laughs> <laughs> it was so long um, you know, we talked about, you know, your new coaching staff and everything at ETSU. What was that buy-in process like? Um, you know, I've seen on Twitter, I feel like y'all are really kind of close and there's a lot of support and belief in kind of rebuilding this program. So what was it like to just buy into ETSU? 
I think that the biggest thing was all the coaches came in and everyone, there was an understanding that the years in the past hadn't been so good. And so, and some of the girls lived that, like half the team came back, was on the team last year. So they had lived that and they knew they didn't want to be there again. So I think that was really the biggest buy-in. And then you bring in, um, like Demaya and I came from a winning program and then Jameer has a lot of a talent and she came from a big school. So it's just like, you have all that. And then freshmen coming from winning programs and our freshmen are just, they're very locked in. So that was yeah, really exciting to see. Um, I just, honestly, the coaches faith in us the whole time we went on the 13 game losing streak. And usually you see that that happened to teams and the whole season just goes downhill from there. And for us, it was like, we're seeing, we're taking after every game, we, we would write on the board what we did well, what we thought we need to do better. And so we take the small victories and we'd work on what we didn't do well. And it ended up, paying off in the end because we beat teams that people at the beginning of the year would have been like no way there's no way they're yeah. going to beat Samford there's no way they're going to beat Walford like and I just think that we kind of proved that sticking together works and everyone bought in this team is very unproblematic and everyone's kind of like we're here so we might as well do what we're supposed to do while we're here like on the court playing uh we believe in each other when we pass the ball we we think the shot's going to go in it's never like oh no like we truly believe in each other and I think that that stems from the coaches believing in us on the court as well so yeah yeah I think y'all definitely put it together more towards the end um I think I had you know some of those games circled for Western Carolina like oh we can go beat ETSU or we can go get our first conference win um the Catamounts didn't get one this year at all uh but kind of turning the page to more of a you know bigger picture area uh Tuesday was International Women's Day um what does that mean to you what impact has the game of basketball had on you and sports in general um, it's just really nice to see all the recognition um, women have been getting lately, especially women's basketball. You see we're a part of March Madness now. Um, just like little things like that. It's really nice to see. Uh, basketball has really, I don't, I can't imagine my life without basketball and not just because I like to shoot hoops and dribble and all that stuff. But like my closest friends all came from basketball. They're all my old teammates, my teammates here. Um, I get to go to places I would have never been able to go. Like we got to go play at Gonzaga. We got to play at Louisville. We got to play at Mississippi state. Um, we went and played at Wake Forest this year, like just big, big places that it's every kid's dream. Every kid that plays basketball wants to go play there. Um, it's just, and I also feel like it taught me how to be a good leader, but also taught me how to listen and take stuff in for my coaches and from people who, um, may need help. Like I get to, I get to learn from everybody every day. And I think that's the biggest part is just everything I've learned. And I've also gotten degrees paid for. So that's something a lot of people don't get. Like my parents didn't go to college right away. And so that's their biggest thing was go to college, get your degrees, get your degrees. I don't care how you do it. And basketball has really allowed me to do that. So I'm very grateful. You played basketball for a while. Um, obviously, you know, what is this almost going to be six years in college now. Um, and then, you know, before that, your whole life, obviously. You played with Chelsea Perry at UT Martin. Not many people up here know her, uh, but obviously she's a big name out in West Tennessee. Uh, she's the highest um, overall draft pick for any player in the OBC ever. Our first WNBA draft pick in Martin history. Talk about kind of playing with her and then any, you know, of course, any other people you ever played with that, uh, that have made it pretty big. Um, from freshman year, Chelsea was just very locked in. Um, she came in and she's just a gym rat. Like she knew basketball is what she wanted to do. And she showed that every day. Um, it wasn't always easy for her. Freshman year, she struggled a lot. And then she just kept pushing and pushing, fought through some injuries. And 
it was just really cool to see that the, the biggest thing I remember about Chelsea was one year she like we were all running and someone was like how are you so in shape and she's like I'm not I just tell myself I'm not tired like and <laughs> I actually started using that and it came in came in really handy but she was great to play with and honestly everyone I've played with so far the quality of people they are has just been great and I've learned something from everyone um I mean Demaya and I are still here together and so that's really nice I think that speaks a lot uh I would have transferred when I transferred I would have gone with anybody from the team because I just loved them all so much but I guess play with a lot of really good players through Martin and then here as well at ETSU um I don't really have any friends outside of my team here so I haven't really had to look too far for people to hang out with because they're all great um no I could go on about every single person I've played with and tell you what I've learned from them on the court off the court but uh, it was really special to get to play with Chelsea and I'm glad we got to got to play together for four years um saying that do you think you know winning has any effect on that um some of the teams in Western Carolina that I got to be a part of as a manager there was definitely a difference between you know when we were 19 and 11 versus 7 and 23 do you think that you know the winning kind of is what makes people that close on programs before I got here, I would have said that because at UT Martin, it was hard, but we won a lot. So it was like we pulled together to get the wins. But here, we obviously didn't have a very good record. We won six games. Um, and I I mean, it's not true, though, because our team here is very close. We all hang out all day. Right before I got on here, there were four or five of us in the living room just chilling, like hanging out. Um, so I think it's just – I don't think it's so much the record. I think it's the belief in what you can do. I feel like when, if we came in and went six and however many we lost, but we didn't believe in what we were doing, there would probably be more animosity on the team, people not hanging out, people doing that. But everyone genuinely believed in what we were doing this year. So I think that helped a lot. Um, kind of transitioning to the, our favorite questions on the podcast. Um, favorite college game or moment, you know, somewhere that you've played or, you know, you hit a three to win a game or something like that. I don't know. Um, my, my two most, like my favorite college game memories would be, we played Louisville and UT Martin, and we ended up taking a double OT and that was the year they were ranked second in the country. And that was just like a really big thing. Coach Simon talks about it too. He's like, I remember watching that game while y'all were playing. And so that was just like something really big to do, especially being in the OBC and playing such a big school. And at that time they had multiple girls who were in the NBA or WNBA now. And then I think it was my sophomore or junior year. We were on the brink of getting first place. It was junior. We're on the brink of getting first place in the conference. And we played Southeast Missouri, who was a really good team and a really hard matchup for us. Um, and we won and we all just got so excited. We won the regular season championship. Obviously went to the tournament and didn't get that, but we got the regular season and we were so excited. And I just remember like the fans going crazy with us. Um, no, that was just, it was a lot of fun. But I think, my, our best win here for me was the game at chat because there's there are rivals so it was just it was a lot of fun to go there and it got close at the end we had a really bad third quarter but we pulled it out at the end and that was the first game that we really showed some grit to pull out a win and it was on the road and our first road win of the season so I'd say that was my best memory so far at ETSU. Um, and then kind of rolling to the crown jewel question for, for in my opinion, um, best and worst, you know, away game in the SoCon. Is there somewhere you hated the trip or, you know, nobody wants to go to, you know, like Sanford or something. I know y'all don't, y'all don't get to make the trips to Citadel and VMI. 
yeah the sanford trip is long no one wants to be on the bus that long so that's obviously not fun but i'd say the biggest thing for me was like etsu our fans are so dedicated to the games like we're winning six games we won six games this year and they were just as bought in as we were they came to our home games they came to the close away games um so for me it was just interesting to see the difference in the support like we would go to other schools for their games and the stands would be very quiet and they have way better records than us like some schools are ranked way higher in the conference and there's nobody in their stands and then you come to etsu and we're just out there battling and our fans are going crazy the whole time like they're there till the game's over um so I can't really say like there's a worse place to play, but the biggest difference I noticed was how loud our gym, our Brooks gym was compared to any other school we played. No, I don't think any other school was as loud as Brooks gym was this year. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And kind of going back to the times when uh, fans weren't allowed of the games. So talk about, you went to the NIT with, uh, with Martin, is that right? Yes, my freshman year. Yeah, kind of talk about doing that and kind of what that was like, I guess. And then, um, and, you know, any postseason tournament's really rare for a lot of college athletes, truly. Uh, it's an honor to go to anything, truly. If you kind of want to talk about doing the, the women's NIT and kind of what that was like. Uh, the WNIT was a lot of fun because, like you said, no one – like, a lot of schools don't get to do that. And um, so, like, for me, it was also Indiana. So we went to IU. That's back nice. home. My whole family's IU fans. Um, one of my best guy friends plays there now. He transferred from Martin. So it's just, like – playing at IU was going to be huge and unfortunately I got a concussion right before not that I played a ton my freshman year but um so I was sitting over there with a concussion and I do remember how loud it was it was it was yeah. crazy to see somewhere like that because at Martin it was the same thing we had a very big fan base who traveled with us and then so any away games it was like our fans were the same we had just as many fans as they did and then we get to the NIT and at IU and it was just crazy to see that much support especially for a women's game because especially you know us being a smaller school we don't see that a lot of the women's games other than at home yeah. um but the atmosphere is crazy and everyone's battling and we had um some seniors that year which we didn't have a lot of seniors while I was at Martin until our class got up there there was one year we didn't have any at all and so it was just like it meant something because that was their last year and they were done after that but that's just a really good memory for me. I think a big part of it has to do with it being at IU and I got to be Absolutely. on the court down there. Yeah. And like my older brother's like, I always wanted to do that. My little brother always wanted to do that. So that was a lot of fun. I really think that with the way, the direction that we're going here, I think that we could see a postseason run, whether that's, I mean, hopefully NCAA tournament, that would be spectacular, but either way, any kind of postseason run is, is huge for a mid-major school. Absolutely. Uh, kind of going changing gears to, to the education part of college. Uh, a lot of people forget student athletes have to go to class and stuff too. Kind of a myth, but you know, you have to do it still. <laughs> um, talk about, you know, you've been in college, it's going to be six years and uh, talk about um, college ball and then kind of balancing uh, what degrees you've kind of earned and stuff like that. I know you graduated from Martin. So, um, you know, what did you graduate with and what are you kind of working towards right now? Um, at UC Martin, I got my degree in special education K through 12, and then I did a minor in sociology. And then here I'm doing a master's in higher education right now, and I should be done with that next spring. But um, I came into here thinking I was going to be a professor, and that's what I wanted to do. I was at Martin thinking I wanted to teach elementary. I came here thinking I want to be a professor. <laughs> and um, like I mentioned earlier, like seeing two different coaching styles 
and just watching that and paying more attention to the game. Um, my goal now is to finish my master's and get into maybe be a GA and try to get into coaching and earn my doctorate while I'm coaching because I still want a doctorate. I don't know if I'll ever use it, but I still want it. <laughs> so um, do that and I don't know, see where it goes. I, I feel like I have a lot of different things that I want to do. So I may dabble in some things, but right now I'm really looking at coaching. And I've talked to coach Simon about that a lot. And I've asked, I've picked his brain quite a bit just on the whole coaching side of things. And uh, the assistant coaches, I've talked to some of them about it as well. But right now I think that's where I'm going and I'm just going to keep going to school while I can because I enjoy school. So <laughs> might as well. Um, yeah, that was kind of the next question was goals after basketball or college. Um, is there anything else you want to elaborate on or, you know, talk more even about the decision making process and what it's like, you know, coming out of high school at 18, all want to, you know, be a special ed teacher and then transitioning from four years, the first time in college and then you graduate and say, like, oh, I don't want to do anything that I went to school for. Um, is there, you know, what, what is that like? It's really intimidating, actually, because my freshman year I came into school and I was a business major because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I was like oh business that'll work and so I did my whole first semester in business and then I was behind because the prereqs were all different so I was really playing like a battle back game all the way up until my senior year and then it's just it's really intimidating because at 18 you don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life like I'm 23 now and I'm still I still <laughs> don't know what I want to do and I've been to school been in school for five years and I may not even ever use my degrees. Like I may go into something I won't need them for. And so it's just really intimidating. Um, I always tell my underclassmen teammates that it's never too late to, to change your mind and pick a different route because if you don't, you'll never know that that's what you wanted to do. So I don't know. It's, it's hard. That's really the hardest part is trying to figure out what you want to do. Some people are lucky enough to grow up and, oh, I want to be a nurse. I want to do this. I want to do this. And then it just works out but I have not been one of those people. I'm dabbling everywhere. So we'll see where I end up. I don't know. I'm I excited. got you. Uh, I think we have a few more questions or maybe this may be the last one, uh, maybe about 10 to 15 minutes left in here. But um, I like to ask, you're a, you're 23 right now, right? You, you've been through college. You've, you got the whole story. What would you tell 18 year old Demi going into UC Martin your first year? Uh, if you could tell her anything after all your experience you've learned, uh, what would you, what would you go back and tell her? Um, just to be confident, uh, be confident myself in every aspect on the court, off the court. Um, I feel like a lot of times I probably sold myself short and yeah, maybe focus on, focus on the right things. Freshman year, you know, you come in, it's like culture shock, college, hello. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, that'd be the biggest thing for me is just be confident and lock in uh, whatever you decide to do, lock in on it and and run with it. Don't don't stray from what you're doing. I think that would have helped me a lot in my whole scheme of things. I mean, obviously, I didn't end up too bad, but I think I'd be a lot better of a player had I locked in more my freshman year. I hope uh, listeners and, you know, possibly if there's any, you know, people still playing college ball or younger people trying to make decisions. Um, they really let that harp on to them because I, if I remember correctly, Will, I think Lauren and Jared both kind of said the same thing when we talked to them. They would just say, be more confident. and um, You can never believe in yourself enough. Um, kind of just looking at, you know, the whole kind of college spectrum right now, Demi. Um, you know, you're a six-year player coming up. You've got other players like that on your team. What is that like? And kind of what do you think that's, you know, changing the college landscape of 
24 year olds now still being eligible for college basketball. That's tough. Cause I feel for a lot of the underclassmen coming in just cause freshmen, I know there's some freshmen I used to work out with back home who can't are going to be freshmen next year. And they're like, there's no schools out here because everyone's taking these transfers <laughs> trans like I know coming in, I was in the portal. I played four years and I still had two left. So, I mean, I was, I have a Juco friend and she's like, you have the same amount of years that I have. And I've played Juco. So like, it's just, it's, I feel bad for people that are having to battle that. Cause you know, you have people in the portal who do have more experience um, in the college college world. Um, but I also think that, it will help a lot like with the underclassmen I don't know how to word this like for me I feel like I helped yeah I helped I helped a lot of the underclassmen more off the court than anything but like I feel like my experience I got to help them more than what you know a typical senior could have or next year it'll be even more because they were seventh graders when I was a senior (laughs) which is insane but I just think that being able to bring a little bit of experience but still being on the player side of things rather than being like a coach or a GA, you know, coaches and GAs can tell you stuff all the time. And you're like, Oh, whatever you have to say that. But um, just being in the same position that they are just being there a lot longer. I think that that'll help. Um, Also, I don't know. I think that that also comes to the thing with, I don't know if you noticed like mental health has been talked about a lot with, um, college athletes especially lately but um I think that the older athletes have kind of maneuvered through all of that and we can help the younger athletes maneuver through that as well so I see that helping in that aspect just because of experience and getting to learn through things and it is being talked about more so it is a lot more important now than it was five years ago so I think that that'll help a lot too do you kind of enjoy having that kind of like I feel like it's a big sister kind of role you're almost playing do you kind of enjoy having that you kind of notice that you have that I love it yeah I, I actually <laughs> love it I I liked that I was like that at Martin too some of the underclassmen but that's I just like being an ear I looked into going into counseling too so I mean I don't know like You've done it all. That's, that's just where I'm at I I genuinely think that I got all this experience and I have all this experience and I should use it to to help the others because my freshman year we we didn't really have as much help as they do now like we had six seniors in UT Martin and the freshmen could come talk to us we weren't really as close as our seniors so we couldn't go talk to them so I just try to be that person I know how scary it is being 17 18 years old coming to college brand new place and yeah I really enjoy that role I think that's good to hear especially you know now there's kind of almost two like edges to that sword as well you know at some point you know the younger kids are getting, you know, to see some of this 24 and get to look up to them and advice from them. But also you've got teams like uh, Chattanooga men's team that is going out and getting fifth year and six year guys and building a team full of guys that should be in the G league or, you know, out yeah. of college ball. Um, really kind of wrapping it up here. Will, I don't know if you have anything you want to add or Demi, if there's anything you want to say that we haven't touched on. I'm good. I think that's yeah. All. I just want to say thanks for coming on. Um, I guess any word to the uh, ETSU women's basketball fans for next year? Man, just keep the faith and look out. Stay strapped. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're we're coming in just as hard as we did this year, and beautiful with a little more time under our belts. So it's 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 going to be exciting, I think. A little yeah. more, a lot more. It depends on how you look at it. A lot more time, maybe <laughs> for some. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, thank you for making time for us. Uh, Demi, we appreciate you being on the pod, kind of sharing your great college story with us. Um, for me and Will, we appreciate it. Uh, same thing for the listeners, guys. Thank you for tuning in for this one. Thank you.